Hello and welcome back to the Fantasy Playmakers. What's up guys? In today's video, I'm going to be going through my wide receiver start sits. So the way I kind of structure these videos is I go through all 16 matchups, talk about every single fantasy relevant wide receiver, and then just list them as a start or a sit. So whether or not I'd feel comfortable plugging them into my lineup, that way I talk about every single player that you guys have on your rosters. So this video does kind of fit everyone. And I'm not just talking about a few specific guys. So while you guys are watching this, if you enjoy the content, please just hit that like button and subscribe to the channel. That would really help support me a lot. Then also let me know your thoughts down below in the comment section. It could be about this video. It could be start sits for other positions. It could be trade advice, waiver wire questions, any of that. Drop it down below and I'll respond to every single comment. But let's get started with the Thursday night matchup. We've got the Panthers facing off against the Texans. And on this Panthers team, I'm going to be starting DJ Moore. It really seems like this is going to be the year where DJ Moore breaks out as the true alpha in this offense. And really, there's been a serious shift from last season. So last year, DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson were both very effective in this lineup, but they were using DJ Moore as more of a deep threat. And Robbie Anderson was getting a lot of that underneath work. That's why Robbie Anderson was more of a volume guy last year. Very safe, lots of targets, all of that stuff. Whereas DJ Moore was kind of more of a big play guy wasn't getting as much volume, but this season they've really shifted it and it totally benefits DJ Moore. They've kind of put Robbie Anderson back in that deep threat role, which really just limits his safety. And it makes me not feel comfortable starting him anymore. He just doesn't have that volume that he used to have. It's gone to DJ Moore. And really DJ Moore is able to do both roles kind of better than Robbie Anderson. We probably knew overall that DJ Moore was the better wide receiver, but it's really showing this year. So DJ Moore has to be a start. Robbie Anderson is just too boomer bust. He had one reception week one. It really saved people who played him because it was a massive, deep touchdown pass. But on a week to week basis, he didn't play well week two. And I just don't feel confident in him moving forward. And then Terrace Marshall just hasn't kind of built up a big enough role in this offense. On this Texans team, there's really one fantasy relevant wide receiver, and it's Brandon Cooks. And he's going to be in your lineup. Brandon Cooks continues to be disrespected. All he does is go out and put together solid games week in and week out. Even though Tyrod Taylor is not going to be the quarterback, that definitely hurts Cooks. But here's the thing. He's still the clear number one in this offense. They're probably going to be down early. And so they're just going to feed Brandon Cooks the ball. And I like him as an auto start basically every week moving forward. Then the next matchup here is going to start off with our Sunday games. It's going to be the Colts traveling to Tennessee to take on the Titans. And I just have a whole lot of starts here. For the Colts side, I'm going to be starting Michael Pittman and Zach Paschal. You know, even though I don't feel great about either player, this is just a terrible Tennessee Titans secondary. They've gotten shredded by the Cardinals and the Seahawks. And I know those are good offenses, but it's still a good sign for Pittman and Paschal. I would kind of reevaluate this decision to start them if Carson Wentz is not good to go. He's dealing with two ankle sprains, which sounds absolutely terrible. And I don't even know how that happens. But so if he's not in the lineup, then you probably have to reconsider starting Pittman and Pascal. But right now, assuming Wentz is the starter, they could be in my lineups. And then for the Titans, this is pretty much a no-brainer. A.J. Brown and Julio Jones have to be in your lineups. Then we're moving on to the Falcons playing the Giants. And Calvin Ridley's in your lineup. He's had a slow start to the year. Overall, this Falcons offense has just not been good. I think he's going to continue to produce and still should comfortably finish as a wide receiver one. I'm going to be sitting his teammate, Russell Gage, and really this offense has just not been good enough to support a lot of these weapons. It's not the same offense they had last year, 
and it's pretty much only going to be Ridley and Kyle Pitts in terms of pass catchers unless something drastically changes. But as of right now, that's kind of what I'm looking at. For this Giants team, I actually feel comfortable starting Sterling Shepard and Kenny Galladay. This is not a good Falcons defense. They got shredded by the Eagles. They got shredded by the Buccaneers. Sterling Shepard has balled out in both week one and week two. Kenny Galladay hasn't. But the thing with Galladay is he's getting the opportunities. The chemistry is just a little bit off. So I think if there is a week for him and Daniel Jones to kind of come together and really get that chemistry working, it is going to be week three against the Falcons. And then I'm going to be sitting Darius Slayton. You know, the more Kenny Galladay kind of works in as a top wide receiver in this offense, the less work Darius Slayton is going to get. The next matchup here is going to be the Chargers and the Chiefs. And I'm going to be starting both of these Chargers wide receivers, Keenan Allen locked in starter, and really the same thing with Mike Williams. I whiffed so hard on Mike Williams this offseason. I was so off of him. I did not like him as a draft pick. And he is looking like a legit wide receiver too, potentially even better. I mean, he's been out targeting Keenan Allen, which is just absurd. So hopefully he can keep it up. And then for this Chiefs team, Tyreek Hill, easy start. I know he had a slow week too, but sometimes defenses are going to do that. You know, if they just say we're going to shut down Tyreek Hill, some of the other guys in this offense are going to feast. I mean, it didn't work great. They still scored, what, like 35 points. So Tyreek Hill is going to get his, and there's no way he's not in your lineup. And then I'm just going to be sitting these other weapons, McCole Hardman, Demarcus Robinson. You could even throw Pringle in there, but I'm just never going to feel comfortable starting those guys. You know, it's going to take the one week where Tyreek Hill gets 14 yards, I think, for any of these guys to really put together a fantasy-worthy performance. Next matchup is going to be the Bengals traveling to Pittsburgh to play the Steelers. And this Bengals wide receiver trio is a little bit difficult to navigate. It's not a tough call to pick Higgins and Jamar Chase in the starting lineup. The tough call here was Tyler Boyd, just because he basically did nothing week one, then came out and got a lot of volume week two. I actually do have him here listed as a sit, and it's just because he doesn't have that big playability that Higgins and Chase have. And also, this is just a tough Pittsburgh Steelers defense, so they struggled to put up points against the Bears. I don't know how well they're going to do against this Steelers team. And so I'm just not feeling great about Tyler Boyd this week. I mean, if you're playing in much larger leagues, then he's probably an adequate flex player, even a wide receiver too. But in your typical like 10 or 12 man, I would not love him in my starting lineup. And then we're going to this Steelers wide receiver trio. Deontay Johnson may be out. We don't really know. It looks like he avoided a serious injury, but we still kind of have to wait and see at the time I'm recording this, which is late Monday night. So he's going to be a start. Same thing with Claypool and Juju. It's really just tough to you know not be able to start one of these guys because they're all going to have their big games. But if I was going to rank them, it would be Deontay 1, Claypool 2, Juju 3. That's kind of how I view that overall trio there. And then for the Bears-Browns game, Allen Robinson is going to be in my starting lineup. He's had a slow start to the season. You know, Week 1 was pretty acceptable against Jalen Ramsey. Week 2, we got a touchdown, but he also dropped a touchdown pass from Justin Fields which was rough to see. So I do expect him to pick it up. I'm not worried about him, you know, for the rest of the season. He's still going to be like a borderline wide receiver one. I'm going to be sitting Darnell Mooney, but he is very, very close on the fringe here. He's gotten a ton of opportunities and it really seems like he's established himself as the wide receiver two. So if he puts together a solid week three, I think he's probably a guy that you can feel confident starting moving forward. And then for this Browns team, You had Odell Beckham out for the first two games. Now Jarvis Landry is out for a few weeks. So if OBJ plays, he's going to have to be in your lineup just by default. Also, this isn't the worst matchup against the Bears. 
This is a Bears secondary that has given up some big plays, two bombs against the Rams, and then another deep pass touchdown to Jamar Chase in week two. So there's a great shot that Odell Beckham can kind of make an impact right away. The next game is going to be the Ravens traveling to Detroit to take on the Lions. And I'm only going to be starting one wide receiver from this game, and it is going to be Marquise Brown. He is balled out, you know, going back to 2020, end of the 2020 season through week two of 2021. Marquise Brown has been a baller, so you should feel confident with him in your lineup. Sammy Watkins is going to be on the bench. And then same thing with these Lions wide receivers, Quintez Cephas, Khalif Raymond, Amon Ross St. Brown. You could throw Tyrell Williams in there, but overall, I just don't think you can count on any of these guys. The best targets on this team are TJ Hawkinson and DeAndre Swift and even Jamal Williams. So on a week-to-week basis, I don't want any of those guys even sniffing anywhere close to my lineup. Next matchup here is going to be the Saints and the Patriots, and it's just going to be sits all around the board. I was someone who was pretty high on Marquez Callaway. After week one, you know, I could give him a pass. It was an overall weird game script, but after week two, basically what I've determined is this Saints offense is going to be rough. You know, the only guy I want to rely on is going to be Alvin Kamara, and even then, you know, I don't know how great I feel about him being my third overall pick in a specific league, but for Callaway and Deontay Harris, they're going to be sits. There's just not enough volume going on in this Saints offense to support them, and they just haven't produced up to a specific caliber. And then for the Patriots, it's honestly kind of similar. This is a run-first team. They rely on James White a ton in the passing game. They have those two tight ends. And so even though Jacoby Myers is the wide receiver one, I just don't know if he's going to be getting enough work. I think a lot of people, including me, expected this passing offense to be better, you know, with Mac Jones replacing Cam Newton, and it is better, but it's just not really directly benefiting these wide receivers. So Myers and Aguilar are going to be listed as sits. Here we have a juicy matchup for the Cardinals going up against the Jaguars, and that means I'm going to be starting DeAndre Hopkins, Christian Kirk, and Rondell Moore. I am going to be sitting AJ Green, just because I do think he is the fourth guy there, but Hopkins, Kirk, and Moore all have potential for some massive games, so they could all be in your lineup. For the Jaguars, I'm going to be sitting all three of these guys. I've been all over the place with these wide receivers, Marvin Jones, DJ Chark, and LaVisca Chenault. I've basically come to the conclusion that I don't want to have to rely on anyone out of this Jaguars offense. Lawrence, nope. James Robinson, nope. These wide receivers, I'm just not really interested. I'm selling high on Marvin Jones. Can't really sell high on Chark or Chenault, but until this offense can prove to me that they are a competent unit, I just want nothing to do with their weapons in my lineup. Moving on to the Washington football team traveling to Buffalo, I'm going to be starting Terry McLaurin. The man absolutely balled out on Thursday night football. It's great to see that Heineke can support him, and he does have legit, you know, wide receiver one upside this season sitting Deami Brown. You know, McLaurin is just such a clear wide receiver one on this team. They've got Logan Thomas involved. They're passing to the running backs. So Deami Brown just hasn't really broken out as much as you would have liked to see. For the Bills, I think actually going into week two, I had Diggs, Beasley, Sanders, and Gabriel Davis all listed as starts. But you know, this offense really hasn't been clicking like it was in 2020. So this week, it's just going to be Stefan Diggs. Until they really start to pick it up, that's probably what it's going to be for the foreseeable future. I do think they're going to figure it out, but just right now, I don't feel confident starting anyone except for Stefan Diggs. Then we've got the Jets facing off against the Broncos, and I just don't love any of these Jets weapons. You know, Corey Davis comes out with a monster week one, then he's basically non-existent in week two. 
You had Braxton Berrios balling out. I don't think that's going to continue because he's playing that Jamison Crowder role and Crowder will likely be ready to play week three, but I'm still not interested in Crowder, you know, in my starting lineup. This is a tough Denver Broncos defense, so I just don't really want anything to do with this Jets offense. For the Broncos, I feel confident starting Corland Sutton and Tim Patrick. This is really going to be Corland Sutton's breakout. I had him ranked ahead of Jerry Judy going into the season. And, you know, we probably won't even be able to figure out whether that was a correct read. He obviously had a poor week one, but then just absolutely balled out. He had an absurd amount of air yards in week two. So I feel great about Corlin Sutton moving forward. And then I view Tim Patrick as the wide receiver two in this offense, which makes me feel confident starting him as well. And then I'm going to be sitting that wide receiver three, KJ Hamler. You have Noah Fant there, so a ton of other weapons available, the running backs. So I just don't know if he's going to be getting enough work. Next game here is going to be the Dolphins taking on the Raiders. And this is assuming that Tua is healthy. If Tua is playing, I'm going to be starting Waddle and Parker. If it's Brissett, then I don't know if I'd feel great playing either one. This is probably just going to be a garbage matchup between these two teams. There's so many injuries. I mean, there's a chance it's Brissett and Peterman because Mariota is injured. So this could really go a million different directions. For the Raiders team, I don't feel comfortable with any of these wide receivers. Henry Ruggs had a big week too. You know, I don't think he's going to be doing that consistently. I feel like it's probably going to be one of his best games of the season, if not his best. So sitting Ruggs, Renfro, and Brian Edwards. Onto the Seahawks facing off against the Vikings. DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett are locked in starters. And then I'm going to be sitting Freddie Swain. You know, he had a really solid week two matchup. It's just not something that I think is going to last. He may have one or two more big games the rest of the season, but just not someone you want to start. For the Vikings, Jefferson and Thielen locked in as starters. KJ Osborne is a guy to keep your eye on. He has had great back-to-back games, and if he goes out and gets another game with like six, seven targets, he's honestly someone that may have to be considered a start going forward. A stacked matchup here against the Buccaneers and the Rams. For the Bucs, Still starting all three of these wide receivers, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, and Antonio Brown. Mike Evans had the down week one. AB had the down week two. Not worried about it. You know, odds are that one of these players probably isn't going to have that massive game, but you just can't risk, you know, benching one of them because all of them have crazy upside. Then for the Rams, Cooper Cup, I mean, he may finish as a mid-tier wide receiver one this year. He's looking like a value for where he was drafted. Robert Woods, you know, not as high on him, but still someone who should be in your lineup. And then I'm going to be sitting Van Jefferson for the Sunday night football game. It's going to be the Packers taking on the 49ers. Devontae Adams locked into your starting lineup. I'm going to be sitting Marquez Valdez-Scantling. He's a guy that I've actually had my eye on kind of leading up until the season. And I felt pretty decent about the way he played Monday night. I don't even know if he registered a reception, but A-Rod missed him on like three different deep shots where he had separation. So he's going to have his big games, but I mean, it just hasn't come together yet. So it's not someone that I want in my lineup. For the 49ers, the only person you can consider starting is Debo Samuel, and he should be locked into your lineup. Brandon Ayuk, you know, he did play a decent amount, but was just not producing. So Debo is going to be in your lineup and Ayuk is going to be on the bench. And then we're on to Monday night football. I'm going to be starting Devonta Smith and sitting Jalen Rager and Quez Watkins. You know, I don't feel super confident starting Smith, but I still think he's the wide receiver one on that team. Had a really underwhelming week two, but was still targeted a fair amount. And then for the Cowboys, keeping it simple, Amari Cooper and CeeDee Lamb have to be in your starting lineups. 
All right, so those are the 16 matchups, start sits for the wide receiver position. If you guys enjoyed the content, please just hit that like button and subscribe to the channel. Let me know your thoughts down below in the comment section. If you wanna see a similar video for the running back position, that's already gonna be up on my channel. So go check that out. I'll be posting the tight ends and quarterbacks tomorrow. So be on the lookout for that. But that's all I have for you guys. Thank you for stopping by and I'll see you next time.